Hey you guys. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Two Worlds Collab Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Christelle's. And Benny. Yes, yes, yes. So it's been a little while, you guys. You know how we roll. Um, Benny has actually been uh, a guest on Courageous Beauty Podcast, so you can always check that out as well. We actually had a recent episode um, called The Pressure of Next. So definitely check that out. It's pretty dope. So today, what we are talking about is confused and frustrated discipline. And um, do you want me to go ahead and talk about where it stemmed from? And then, again? yeah, okay. So, so basically, what happened was our walls are thin. We live in we live in this big mansion that happens to be an apartment. But I'm kidding. We live in an apartment, <laughs> and uh, we live on the bottom floor. So if you've ever the lived the best floor, the best floor for real, the for most real. convenient floor, and if you don't <laughs> stay on the bottom, that sucks for you, <laughs> not for us. Yeah, it's it's you know, but needless to say, um, I work from home as well, and um, there was a kid in the hallway, and it, just being a kid was just like ah, I was doing that, and the grandmother yelled at the kid, hit the kid, and was like, shut up. After the kids start crying, shut up. I'm going I'm to give you something to cry about. And it triggered me. Because I was like, yo, first of all, can we just normalize? Stop saying to your kid to be quiet after you hit them. Because you're teaching them not to respond to pain. You're, you're teaching them to be confused when something hurts them for them to mask or to hide their pain. To anesthetize how they feel. You know, I mean, we have to go back and think about how we were disciplined. We have to go back and think about how our parents were disciplined. And are we continuing a vicious cycle, you know? And so, of course, we have some scriptures for you guys to just, you know, give you where we come from with a a foundation. And so we'll definitely get into that today as well. Uh, But hey, Benny, what do you have to say about this so far? Um, I, I, I didn't, well, I did hear it a little bit, but we got some neighbors that, you know, that be, you know, cussing their kids out, grandkids out, whatever the case may be. And I understand like in our community, you know what I mean by our community, it's popular to, you know, beat your kids, cuss out your kids, humiliate your kids. Um, don't let them talk back at all. Not even a little, don't make it even, don't, if they even look like they about to say anything at all. Yeah. You smack them in the face, you, you whoop them. You just make them feel like you just this big, powerful monster. Yeah. And at, at, at any given time, they, they act like a kid instead of an adult. Mm-hmm. Then your first response to the kid is violence. Yeah. And that part gets me upset because it's like y'all, everybody's all Google Gaga when a when a child is is a baby. Mm-hmm. But once once they get to the point where they're able to walk and talk or even think on their own about anything and no, no longer re- require milk and all those things, then it's like violence is the answer. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> violence is the answer, and being nice at the end of the day is how you make up for all the violence that you stirred up. And all the violence that you cause because maybe you're frustrated with your life and how things has worked out. So the only thing that that helps you 
be able to cope with having these kids or watching grandkids or whatever the case may be is to be violent, is to be mean, is to be harsh, is to be, you know, cursing your kids, saying, you know, you're never going to be nothing in life or right. you're never going to move ahead. You act just like your daddy or you act just like this or you act just like them or yeah. your dad's side of the family, all those things. And um, to be honest with you, I'm just tired of it. Like yeah. kids are allowed to be kids. I'm not saying that kids are, can't get you frustrated of course they or can. can't yeah. get you upset or get you mad. But it's just the amount of like just anger and and, 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 and frustration y'all put out on these kids. It's just crazy to me sometimes. And right. I feel like it need to be changed. And it does get passed it does get passed on from generation to generation. You got mm-hmm. great great grandma who didn't play about nothing and whooped everybody. Then you got great grandma who didn't play nothing and whooped about everybody. Then you got great then you got uh the mom who grandma. Us, grandma who does the same thing, then the mom who does the same thing, then you got the dad side who does the same thing. And you know, it's just it's just to me it's just like it's just it's just too much. And yeah. you whooping your kids all crazy thinking that's making them change, it's not. All they do is just find more creative ways to not get in trouble. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, like, um, you know, when, when, yeah, the, the dis- discipline in your child, it does help. But if you just overly doing it, like if they, if they do any little thing wrong or make any little mistake or be human, you know what I mean? Then it's like you pulling the belt out. You like ready to like take everything away from them. Like, I mean, you, you got to have a balance with it. Yeah. And you know, I used to get whooped a lot over little stupid stuff sometimes. Some stuff I feel like I did deserve. Like one time I lit the curtain on my TV on fire. And um <clears throat> I knew it was wrong, but I didn't realize like the severity behind it. And I got a whooping in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like like a crazy whooping. It was just something that made me realize that what I did was wrong. And I feel fine about that, but sometimes I didn't got whooped so bad to the point where my own dad had to tell me the next day he's sorry, and he was just frustrated with things. And looking back, I know where he was frustrated with. He was frustrated with a household. He was frustrated with his relationship. And unfortunately, it took all it took was me to do something. I don't even know what it was to get him mad. And then he just let all that frustration out on me, like Mm -hmm. whoop me a little more harsh than usual. You know what I mean? And that situation, if he was using it as a discipline, I didn't get no discipline from it. All it did was make me terrified. Yeah. It just made me scared and it just made me feel like I can't talk to you. Exactly. Because I can't be open. I can't, you can't never be wrong about nothing. So I'm only looking at you as this type of like, angry figure it's not a safe space and i'm just like i don't even i'm afraid to talk to you i'm afraid to be around you i'm afraid to make a mistake i'm afraid to do anything so um but that's that's just some of my take on that like we just gotta do better on how we treat them how we discipline our uh, our children exactly now we gotta we gotta give you some scripture on it because discipline is necessary you know, it's in how you do it, how, how it is carried out is where it's going to be effective and where it's going to be, um, you know, better to where you're not hurting your child and you lose your child in the process, you know, not necessarily physically lose them, 
two 401ks or something like that. I mean, that's also possible when abuse is evident. But what I mean is losing them as in you won't be able to reach them or because they lost themselves, you know. So I'm going to get more into that a little bit later. But I want to give you quite a few scriptures to, to, to lean on to know that we're not saying don't discipline your children. That's not what we're saying. We're saying figure out how to not discipline them confused and frustrated, you know. Um, and uh, for the mo- for and then also we're going to say this. We do not have children. However, we have been children. <laughs> and we yeah. and so we can speak about it. You know, you don't just, you know, people say, "Well, you don't have kids of your own, so you don't know how it how it is to have a child." Well, I've helped raise children in my neighborhood believe it or not wasn't a formal like situation but you know i've i've taken in children at a young age and actually cared for them when their parent wasn't able to so even though i didn't birth a child i've helped raise a child and i understand that you know there's a certain way you got to do it because all children are different even siblings you, you you may have to be a little stern with one not in an unfair way but and then be a little easier with the other one. It's it, no, it just we we the oldest of our, all yes, our siblings. So we are we the both oldest. had to raise exactly had to raise our siblings. So and exactly. I know my little brother was bad, oh, really man. bad. Yeah, he was almost evil. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. <laughs> he had a violent streak. Yeah, and I had to learn how to deal with that through the best yeah. of my abilities, being a kid myself. Yep. And the thing about it is, it's it's a spiritual thing as well because just how he said his brother was evil, his brother endured a lot with you know situations we won't get into all of that but you got to think about what you are putting your child through and what you as a child has gone through and do you really want that to carry over to your discipline and your children you know because we got to really talk about what's going on in the world today why are we having all these mass shootings what what is going on with that with with people having a spirit of anger and where does it stem from? And you see all these people oh they call themselves emo they're emotional and they this and that it's because there was things that wasn't they were not able to speak about you got to go back to the root cause of a situation um but i want to speak to you guys about proverbs 13 24 and we're going flip-flop between the isv which is the international standard version and the king james version the kjv version so whatever version works for you no no worries right but this one says proverbs 13 24 whoever does not discipline his son hates him but whoever loves him is diligent to correct him so in other words god is saying you love your child when you do correct them right but proverbs 22 and 6 in the king james says train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it so in other words it means in his way train up a child in his way you have to first cultivate your children to find out what they're interested in you have to see what this child is like your child may not need to be whipped or spanked your child may just need a stern talking to because you got to talk to them and find out what is wrong. Ask them what's wrong. You know, wouldn't you want to be asked what's wrong with you versus someone just you, you, your boss came up to you and just slapped you in your face and said you were late today. That'll never fly. So, so why is it any different when it comes to someone that you love and that's of your household? Wouldn't you want to be more caring towards someone that co- that stems from you and say, okay, you know, let's cultivate you let's find out what you're interested in um and like i said earlier we had a podcast talk about the pressure of next and what it does is it 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 is a a foothold that society can have on someone to say by a certain age you need to be this by a certain age you need to do this right 
And unfortunately, frustrating, frustrated discipline can come from living vicariously through your child because it's from a place of something that wasn't afforded to you, right? And then you're in a situation, if you're not careful, you can lose your child and they will lose their identity because of your frustrated place. You may be a parent that had resentment in your life because your parent didn't help you with the things you were interested in. Now you got to go and provide for these children that may seemingly be ungrateful, but you didn't spend the time to see what, what, what they needed versus you just, you just said, well, I'm going to clothe you and I'm going to feed you. But that was it. You didn't see that your, your child could, was good at math or was good at drawing or something like that and cultivate that child. Have a firm foundation of respect, you know, but see what it is that they are, are, are good at and what they're able to do. And that may help not being so confused, right? Have a firm foundation of respect, like I said before, and let them know it's okay to find their own way, right? Train them up in the Lord, train them up in the word, let them know. But you can help the outcome by trying, by not trying to control the narrative. For example, your kid might not want to go to college after high school. They may want to get a job. Are you going to be okay with that? Or are you going to be so disciplined to say, nope, I didn't go to school. I only got a sixth grade education. You got to go to college and you got to do this. And you got, how are they going to find any joy in that? You know, so there's so many different steps to rear your children from when they're first born, right? So think about how you was raised and do you really want to be like your parent? Do you really want to say this is just how things was always done? So this is how we always did it. There's there's new ways to do things, right? Now, Proverbs 3:11 and 12 says, "My son, do not reject the Lord's discipline and do not despise his correction, because the Lord corrects the person he loves just as a father corrects the son he delights in." So in other words, God disciplines us too. So that's why we're not saying discipline is wrong. We're not saying that, but God is a loving father, right? So we should be loving parents. We should be loving people. And even if it's not your child, it's your niece and your nephew or your grandchild that maybe the parent is wayward and you have to take care for a second generation of children. That could be a frustration, a frustrating thing as well, because you did the best you could with your kid, but there's there, they didn't, they, they went away they strayed and now you got to pick up the pieces you know um so i'll come back to hebrews but did you have something to add benny to this no nothing yet okay so hebrews says uh in 12 6 through 8 it says for the lord disciplines the one he loves and he punishes every son he accepts why because it says what you endure disciplines you when you go through something, it disciplines you. God is treating you as sons. Is there a son whom his father does not discipline? Now, if you are without any discipline in which all sons share, then you are illegitimate and not God's son. So you can't expect to be God's child if, if, you're, if, he, if you can't receive correction from him. Now, Benny, I know you heard this before. Stay in a child's place. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I was like, well, what does that mean? I mean, I've heard people say, I've, my, my mom used to tell me that all the time, stay in the child's place, know what a child's place is. And I've heard it so many times. And, and what, what I've come to grasp is that it means stay out of grown folks' business. You're too grown right now. Your mouth is smart. 
But Jesus said, a little child shall leave them. He also said that unless you are like one of these children, children is symbolic of being meek, humble, pure, right? Unless you're like one of these children, you won't see the kingdom of heaven. So maybe we need to normalize listening to our children, watching them around people, because they'll tell you when someone ain't right. Kids are honest, sometimes too honest. <laughs> but um, listening to our children and watching them around people, because maybe God has given them insight because you missed it. And it's trying to work patience in you through your children. But because you have bills and you have things going on and you're doing things like your granny used to do, your granny whooped your mom and your mom whooped you. And now all you know is to whoop your kid. Like I say, take time to talk to your children and let them express themselves and correct them. But don't discipline them out of your confusion and make them confused. And then when trouble comes their way, they don't want to talk to you because you force them to hide or suppress their emotions. And so they just drink and smoke sex, fight it away instead of dealing with it. You know? What you think? So I think that what it did for me when I heard the lady tell the kid shut up I'm gonna give you something to cry about it's like you just hit the kid so you made them you you dehumanized them and said well the tears that you're having now because I hit you don't mean anything right and then I think another reason why it triggered me is because there was another incident where they the family was outside and the kid was crying about some candy or something like that. And, you know, excuse my language, but she said, shut your little retarded ass up. And I was like, oh my God, like seriously? You have power of life and death in your tongue. You just called them retarded. Yeah. So you just spoke something over your child. You just, you know, God bless that child. But you just cursed this kid. And then he's going to start acting out what you just said he was. Because you're not, you're, you're speaking things out of anger and frustration. Instead of taking a moment, walking away from the situation and coming back. And I know that's not always the case. No, sometimes you, yeah. Sometimes you have to, re, yeah, sometimes you have to address it right away. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I, I feel like each child, each child is, each person, each child is different. And you can't like make a, a like a blanket statement that says just one size one one size fits all exactly but it's like y'all just people just need to like just understand what they saying what they doing now i just thought about something like i remember it was one time i was getting a little too like comfortable with disrespecting my grandmother mm -hmm. and you know i probably was like around like 10 years old or something like that and um i don't know for some reason in my mind i could think back i just want to see how far i can push things because mm -hmm. you know my grandma i'm not gonna lie she i love her but she used to nag a lot and she's always yelled my name like from the other room and it got to a point where i was just getting tired of her like yelling my name out and so you know i said something smart at first and I, what happened was she didn't retaliate so 
I'm thinking like, okay, well, I'm gonna do it again. Mm. So I said something again one one day. And she said something, yo, like she said, if you don't you better watch how you talking to me or I'm gonna, I'm gonna smack the piss out of you. And uh <laughs> but I didn't I didn't take it serious because she didn't retaliate right. the first few times. Mm-hmm. Then I got more bold with what I was saying to her and she smacked the hell out of me. And I needed that. I'm not going to lie to you because when she smacked me and it wasn't like something like she left blood or something like that oozing from my mouth, but it was like a little slap. And and at that point, it made me realize who's the boss. Exactly. She's the boss. (laughs) And how, how dare I disrespect her when she's the only one taking taking care of me kids don't think that deep into it no you know what i mean but how dare i disrespect you in your household when you're the only one taking care of me willing to take care of me none of my parents is around and i'm up in here acting like a spoiled brat who got food in the house a roof over his head clothes Mm -hmm. living in a good safe environment I'm over here being disrespectful, and when she smacked me, my head turned, and I looked back at her, and I didn't say nothing else to her for the rest of her life. I didn't disrespect her at all no more after that. So, um... That's all it took. That's all it took. Now, my situation, for me, that's all it took for me. Yeah. That may not be the case for some other kids. So, like, some other kids may actually need extra help they yeah. may actually need counseling and, yep. and therapy and depending on what trauma they they got going on sometimes kids go through some trauma and they will not tell nobody yeah so uncle didn't touch them my cousin didn't touch them my sibling didn't touch them mm-hmm. the dad didn't touch them the mom didn't touch them the granddaddy didn't t- somebody touched them wrong or inappropriately and now they it's like they have this chip on their shoulder and you think to yourself as a parent or as a guardian, I need to be more strict and tougher on my kid because they just don't listen to me. They just rebellious or they just a smart aleck, smart aleck. But you don't even know what has been going on with them. Yep. And it's like you don't even want to you don't even care to want to know because your agenda is just being a provider and taking care of them until they're 18. So you could kick them out and they can get their own spot, hopefully. And um, and I feel like that's a system America has painted. Like, oh, you know, you know, once they're 18, they adults, they can do their own thing. So let me just make it to where, you know, hopefully, you know, they just get through school and then they graduate, and I ain't got to deal with them no more. That's like a badge of honor. I and did, you tell I your kids thing. that, and you tell your kids that. Yeah. And now they they over here just feeling like, well, dang, when I turn 18, I ain't gonna have nothing on nobody. Yeah. So and that's pressure. That's, and that's pressure that's and it's pressure. just like man like like with me when I turned when I turned like 17 18 I already knew what time it was. Mm-hmm. I need to, you know, whatever job I get I'm going to hold on to that job and I'm never going to get fired. I'm not going to take life for granted cuz I already know once I get enough money and I get my own spot to be honest all I have is me. You know what I mean? I couldn't really, you know, reach out to anybody for help that much like that. Yeah. And, um, but that's shaping, that shaped me to be more independent and to be a strong man and, and, re, and a responsible adult at an early age. But yeah. it also was like, dang, like, I can't even, I can't even, 
I can't even afford to get sick a little bit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Other or else I get kicked out of my apartment. So it's like it's it's all kind of stuff like your kids could be going through. And you as a guardian or adult, like you need to really, really watch watch those things and get your get your head out your own behind and quit thinking that life is just about being a good provider you gotta you gotta be there for your kids emotionally as well yeah you gotta pull things out of them because it may be a reason why they acting out they don't even know why they acting out you know what i mean like they don't even know why they acting this way or being like that it could be something dark and deep that they didn't been through that they're just too ashamed or don't even know where to start at with telling you you know so be watchful of that y'all and pray over your children you know pray over them pray over your nieces and your nephews cover them because this world is 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 not necessarily a good place and you know it's scary having a kid right now yeah because you never know what's going on in schools right now and the the pandemic yeah it's so much stuff that's going on people people that lost their jobs with all this covid stuff it's it's so and, and children are having to grow up so much faster and that's why you see these kids they so advanced because the time is changing time is advancing so quick we were sitting here and seven hours went past and we're like what 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 happens at the time time is moving faster you know it's it's if we the thing of it is is get your somebody pushed a button on the accelerator and it made us go so fast. Yeah, the Lord. Nah, the, <laughs> the scientists. The scientists. <laughs> but the secret but, labs. Secret lab, right? But 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 in all seriousness, though, you know, get get find out find out what hurt you to cause you to be confused when you when your parents was disciplining you. Did they not hear you when you were hurting? Did you not get healed? Did you not get comforted in that moment? God says, come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Seek your healing in God so that you can be a better parent, a better person. So that you're not putting off generational curses on your children, making them confused and frustrated. And and this is a, this is a, a, a hard pill to swallow because some people don't want to take responsibility the way their kids act. Because you want to say, oh, I did what I did. I did what I had to do. But did you really? Yeah, you gave them some food and some clothes and a place to live, but that's not it. Ain't no connection there. That you have, yeah, exactly. Just how God wants a relationship with you. And they, now they can't even connect with anybody. Yeah. They don't even know how to connect with anybody in relationships. They feel like everything should just be handed to them. Like some people, they, 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 some people like struggling in their 20s early 20s late 20s because the relationship they have with their parents they don't even know how to handle they don't even know how to hold on to a regular relationship yeah they don't know how to they don't know how to be respectful to somebody in relationship they don't know how to be patient they don't know how to not be too selfish with things Mm -hmm. like it's because in y'all household y'all was just really just big on business it was a dictatorship business that's it mm-hmm. you ruled everything with an iron fist and then they go out and they don't they don't even they 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 longest relationship be only lasting like six seven months right and then it's then started, they break up and it, and it started and the reason why is because it, the relationship came out of a necessity the trauma bond 
it came out of a necessity. Well, my parents used to beat me too. Well, let's oh, get they together. beat your they beat your butt too. Yeah, let's get together. Let's yeah yeah you know, yeah. Let's smoke weed and think about it. Yeah, let's you know? talk about it. Let's drink. So, let's get some drinks tonight. Right. Let's let's anesthetize our pain instead of actually really dealing with what's hurting us. Yep. It's okay to not be okay, but you need to figure out why you're not okay, and you need to feel how you feel. Don't ignore your emotions. Don't let them rule and reign your life, but don't ignore how you feel. Acknowledge what it is because the more you acknowledge it, the more you can deal with it, the, the less it has power of you, and then you can heal. You can stop spreading these generational curses to your kids and spread generational healing and come up out of a poverty mindset and a, and a frustrated and confused mindset, thinking that the best way to discipline is to base, base a kid in a back. Yeah. I, I I literally got hit in the middle of my back. What what is that teaching me? Yeah. And that's crazy because you like you hurt yourself. You try to comfort yourself. Like you kick your toe. You grab your foot. Like oh, in your mind that's I don't know how how that's gonna relieve the pain. But in your mind, I can't reach the middle of my back. How I'm gonna comfort that? <laughs> you know I know it sounds silly, it. but you gotta just deal with it. But I'm like, what did that teach me? That didn't teach me anything. I remember there was a situation where my mom, you know, she wasn't really there at the moment and my and my grandma was there. And it was like, because my, my mom, you know, my grandmother, she was abused. You know, my mom, what my grandma didn't abuse her kids, but she was the mom that was like, my kids ain't gonna never go without. So I'm gonna work, 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 right? And then my mom had me at a young age why because her mom was work 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 so she had me at a young age and so I became the second generation child being raised by my grandma and so I was crying about wanting my mom and my grandma slapped me in my face she slapped me in my face because I wanted my mother so I'm confused because I'm like, now I can't trust you with my emotions. I appreciate that you took me in and raised me, but I can't trust you. I should be able to come to you and tell you that I miss my mom. And it's not a reflection of, of your parenting. It's just that nobody can replace your, your mother. I, nobody can replace your father. Your grandmother is, is, is the next best thing. But it's not a replacement. Yeah. And, and it's not fair that you would be jealous because you because our relationship is great. But but now I don't know, because are you jealous that you felt like she I felt like my grandma felt like she got a second chance with her daughter. But I'm not your daughter. I'm your granddaughter. And God rest her soul. You know, she she was she was she was a beautiful person, but a hard person. And I and I had, had that's that's why I was gonna say I had to understand the realization, the abuse that she suffered. Like, same situation. Her parent, her mom was trying to do the best she could, and had to work. And so my grandmother would stay with her her aunts and uncles and her grandmother, and they would literally abuse my grandma and her and her brother. They would throw dog food and chicken feet down the stairs for them to eat. 
they would buy clothes that that they mom would give to them to to buy clothes. They would buy the clothes bigger and put uh, sew seams into them to where when the mom would leave, when my great grandmother would leave, they would take the seam out and take their clothes away from them. Like just crazy stuff. Some of some of some of some of our, our like our parents, our parents, and they parents. Some of them ruined them. Yeah. Let's be real. They did. Some of they, some of they, they parents ruined them, and so it just get like we were saying, it get passed down. It get passed down. Like I love my mom, but I don't really know my mom. But she went through a lot of stuff when she was a kid, being being you know raped, molested, touched, all those things, to the point where it warped her so much, to the point where. She grew up. She started having a whole bunch of kids. Yeah. Guess and by who? Older men. And guess what? The older men in our family was touching her. Mm-hmm. So she was attracted to older men and being reckless and having all these kids that she couldn't take care of. So a lot of a lot of the stuff that our parents did, it's not all their fault. No, it's not. Because they got ruined by their parents or somebody in their family. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you're not careful, it just gets passed along. Like, I don't know. We don't know our neighbors all like that, for yeah. real, for real. So they over there saying, you shut your retarded ass up. That's what her parents probably said to her. Yeah, exactly. So we're not judging get, nobody. And it just get passed, passed on. But you, as the parent, you decided to bring these kids into this world. You got to do better. You got to become more spiritually inclined. Yes. You got to become more emotionally declined. And you can't be so hard-nosed and thinking that all you got to do is yell at your kids or give them a whooping. Yeah. And that makes everything okay. It's, it doesn't make everything okay. It just makes them afraid of you. And and, and that's it. Right. They going to... A lot of these kids... Look at look look at it. You know, you know the, the kids in the hood is getting their butt whooped all day. But then they end up shooting a bunch of people because they can't tolerate disrespect no more. Because you, you as a parent, kept disrespecting them, not listening to them, not letting them speak. You hit them upside the head and tell them to shut up or I'm going to hit you again. And then they grow up angry at 14 years old, get into an argument or a fight with somebody, join a gang, and now it's neighborhood against neighborhood. Yeah. And now 70 people got shot over the weekend in Illinois. So by a bunch of kids because and, y'all over there driving them kids crazy got them living in these crazy harsh conditions ain't even think about okay if I have a kid how I'm gonna take care of the kid yeah like so it's just like it's deep it's, it's deep it's a lot and, and it's, it's a lot yeah. but it's just like we, we just you know a lot of a lot of parents out there I, pr- I pray for y'all strength we not parents but you know and, and we can't sit here and you, you can't shape a child like 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 they just play though yeah. i'm gonna shape you and then that's how you're gonna be you don't know how your kid gonna be that's true you, you might raise your child in the way that it should go because that because what if your child just become rebellious and don't want to listen to nothing yeah. and don't want to listen to nobody what are you going to do yeah you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna what you what what can you do yeah. at some point you you can't do nothing about it because they become they're going to become to the point like you know, I ain't trying to put your brother out there, but he—he's—he was very hard to to, to yeah. control or to 
tell what to do or like he just it, it was because of the stuff he went through as a child went through a lot he went through a lot so he developed all these different issues and it, it was just uncontrollable yeah you know what i mean and it's just like and what? unfortunately he's now in prison now he's now in prison and it's like you gotta think about every you gotta think people like oh well this person was a bad person okay yes what they did was bad but what happened to that person to yeah. cause them to be this way? Yeah. What happened? Because I'm going to tell you something. The enemy can have his hand on your children yep. before they even born. Yep. Okay. Yep. My, my brother came into this world in a hard situation. Yeah. Born at six months. That's hard. You know, and got labeled with you know mental issues and all these different things and then someone violates him you know and he's a victim of abuse and all those different things yeah and then ends up getting in trouble you know time after time after time and my mom coming from where she come from did the best she could with with what she could okay had her own issues like any other parent and these are not excuses, but this is just the reality. And so it, he was just not, able, I mean, just unruly. And and I love my brother and I, I, I love my mom. And, you know, this it's not a sob story. It's just, it's a testimony, you know, because God can change things around. But you got to be willing to put in the work. A lot of families just sweep stuff under the rug. And then when things come full circle, you're like, well, why does this keep coming up? Because you never dealt with it. You never dealt with your pain. And you can't deal with your kids' pain because now you're living in guilt. Guilt and shame is a, is, 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 is and you start letting your kids a, a black hole. Yeah, guilt and shame is a black hole that you can fall into as a parent. And it becomes a manipulation. And it's a system that the enemy is designed to cause division, cause confusion and frustration. And that's what it is. That's what it's designed to do. And that's the reason why when it says train a child up in the way he should go in his way or her way. So, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. That doesn't mean there's not going to be a time and space where they do depart from it. It just means one day they're going to remember what you taught them. Even if they old and gray, you don't know what time is going to happen. You can't just snap your fingers and be like, oh, my kid's going to be perfect tomorrow. No, it doesn't happen that way. Children are going to go through spurts. People in life, the same grace and mercy that God has on you. You got to have that same grace and mercy with your children. You know, and you got to have that same grace and mercy towards yourself. So this is not blasting parents and saying, oh, you're the worst people in the world. We're not saying that. And and like I said, you know, I don't know what my neighbor and, you know, her family has been through. So this is not passing judgment on her. It just triggered me because I was like, yo, I was that kid before. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't necessarily a bad kid, but and these little kids, like do you think these kids are probably like, I don't know, five, yeah, six. So don't be sitting there thinking we over here like critiquing people and not having an understanding of what people. I'm saying these kids are super young. They're young. They're super young. young. So, they little 
super. I mean, they're little, young kids. and impressionable. Like if they ran too fast, they'd probably trip over and fall. Right. Like, like they super look. Like, oh, well, you're retarded ass. Like, right. It's just, it's just it's, it's sad. crazy hearing. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, it triggered me because I'm like, wait, hold on. And I I've never and this been. This ain't even that type of environment. No, it's not. We ain't we ain't we don't live in a fae or something like that. This right. is a different different suburban type area. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But don't get it twisted. Suburbia could be one of the worst places. If we being honest, because it looked like picket fences and beautiful flowers, but people be getting their head bashed in behind closed doors. You have no idea. This is why I ain't trying to be funny, but you see, you know, people, you know, a lot of people with these AKs and all these guns because they have access to the money. Not necessarily in our neighborhoods, but they, but potentially their parent could be rich or whatever, because maybe they can get the latest game or whatever, and they're going crazy. Yeah. So, so there's a balance that you gotta have. You you give your child everything because you want to be parent of the year. But sometimes spoiled. you need to withhold things so that your child is more grateful and is not spoiled, because life is not going to give you everything that you want. And when you do that, you teach your child to have a spirit of, um, you know, complacency and entitlement. A spirit of entitlement is the word I'm looking for. Oh, I'm entitled to this. Like, hold on. Let me, first of all, you, you entitled, you're not even entitled to the air that's in your body. It's by God's grace that you even got it. So at some point, you got to have a balance where you teach your child, like, yo, you can only go so far with the way you what you saying like how benny was saying his grandma let a couple things slide because i'm quite sure she was like i'm gonna I'm test him and see what's going on because you know wisdom of an older woman you you you're not about to get too far crazy you're not about to get too far they're gonna let you slide a couple times because just how god gives us grace and gives us time to change i guarantee you she was probably like you know what i'm gonna give him another chance and see what see what he gonna say you know and smack me, and I'm glad she did. Yeah, yeah, because Cause, cause it yeah. made me respect her exactly even more. I don't know why I was getting comfortable. Yeah, but I just did. And, yeah, uh, as all kids do. As all kids do. And when she smacked me, yeah, it's like, yeah, whoop, yeah, yeah. That's all I needed. <laughs> so, so to 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 bring it all full circle, figure out where your confusion is coming from. You don't have to be like your parents when you discipline your kid now maybe something your parents did was excellent and you want to instill that in your children because it worked for you but guess what you're not your child your child is not you they may come from you but they're not you so so and especially nowadays with technology and social media and so many things that your kids can be exposed to yeah you have to filter that too at a certain extent. You don't take everything away from them and shelter well, we your kid. We didn't have to go through social, social media. media. We was so playing we outside. Exposed. We wasn't exposed, like readily exposed to just anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, these kids, they can literally watch anything and lie. Yeah. Like you go to a website, it asks you if you're 18 or something. You just hit that you 18. It, I mean, it's. It don't, it don't, they don't ask, it don't really ask you anything. Right. It don't, it don't, it don't confirm anything. Exactly. You could, you could be watching all kind of stuff as a little kid. Yep. You could be in a fifth grade watching, in a fourth grade watching all kind of crazy stuff. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so, and I think that it's, it's, 
it's safe to censor your kids from something, but you can't censor them from everything. You do have to introduce some things to them because if you don't, the world will. So you do have to, you know, monitor your kid, what they're exposed to, but have conversations once they've been exposed. Like, do you understand what you just saw? Do you understand what this means? How does this make you feel? You know what I mean? Have conversations. Talk to your kid. Even if you don't know the answer, pray with them. Like, look, I don't know the answer right now. And, you know, because I don't know everything, but we can learn together. You know, there's, um, I, I can't think of the pastor's name right now, but me and Benny was talking about it earlier. Make a long story short, uh, his son was really young. He was doing some type of activity with his son in the garage and something happened and his son got upset and was giving up. And he said, wait a minute, let me talk to you. And he was like, I think he said, are you mad at daddy? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, well, why are you mad at me? He said, because the thing fell. And he said, okay, well, why are you mad at the thing falling? So basically what he did was he was questioning his kid until he de-escalated the situation because he allowed him to express his emotions. And what that did was taught was is te- what that is doing is teaching him how to deal with how he feels and how to have an explanation, how to talk himself down. I think that's excellent. Yeah. It's it's so excellent because when you talk about something and you really think about it, you're like, you know what? I'm tripping. That wasn't even that bad. You know, but if you're taught to shut up or I'm gonna give you something to cry about every day all every day. day all day then i'm gonna be numb first of all to your discipline and ain't nothing you're gonna do gonna work and i'm gonna rebel and i'm gonna hide my emotions so when something really do happen to me i don't have a safe space where i can go tell you about it because you're gonna tell me to shut up or you're gonna give me something to cry about like what that is confusion to the core yeah Allow your children to have a safe space where they can talk to you about everything so that when something does happen, they can come to you and you can be the one they run to and y'all can run to Jesus together, you know? So I think that's all I got. I think we covered a lot. You got something else? I'm just, I just want to leave with, you know, when you, when you frustrated about work, Yeah. frustrated about a relationship you in, frustrated about some stuff that that even happened to you when you was a kid or Mm -hmm. just frustrated with life don't take that out on your kid because they didn't ask to be here exactly and some of y'all be having some people be having kids and and they they didn't even tend to even have kids they just didn't use no protection and things led to that exactly so you know it's, it's it's if you having a bad day at work you go home and you'd be like, man, kids in here, like, they, they, kids gonna be kids. Yeah. They, they don't, they don't, they're not there yet. So, you know, treat them as such and don't let out all your frustration out from the world into your household. And now you gotta be, you know, super, you know, the, the whooper, the, the, the violent mom or dad. Right. And just, and just whoop everybody's butt the whole time. Like, cause you mad about your manager getting you mad or something like like y'all we just gotta we just we can't bring certain stuff and make it make it seem like it's the kids fault for being here right it's not yeah you know what i mean they tell you when you have a newborn your baby is crying crying uncontrollably to as long as your baby is fed change lay the baby down in they in their crib make sure they're safe they they blankets ain't you know near their face and all that and just let them cry 
walk away. Yeah. Because that you're tired, you you have insomnia, the baby's been up all night. There's nothing you the, the baby is okay, but it's just, you know, that's baby that's the that's the communication at that moment. They're just crying. That's their communication. It's going to strengthen their lungs and it's going they're going to eventually soothe themselves back to sleep eventually. So instead of getting frustrated and you know yelling at your baby and stop crying, shut up, all of that. Sort of shaking your shaking baby. your kid and all that stuff. I mean, it's so many bad stories out there. It's like so crazy. Put your baby down, make sure they drive, make sure they safe and walk away. And each stage that your child gets, find some way to do that. That's why it's important for both parents to help. Exactly. Not just being on one parent. Exactly. You got to just one parent doing all the work yep. while the other parent do what they feel like doing. Exactly. And you putting all that pressure and it's usually on the mom. Yep. To get all that pressure on them. Yep. It took all both day. of y'all to lay down together. It took both of y'all to lay down together. But you got to be the one, the mom got to be there raising the child mm-hmm. while the dad can just go off and do his thing when he feel like it. And have other kids and no. it's just crazy. What? 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 So that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But yeah, let's wrap it up because we'll be on this all day. Oh my goodness, yeah. So I don't know if there will be a part two to this or not. But if not, I hope that you guys enjoyed the, the dialogue, the conversation. And, um, you know, deal with deal with your situations, y'all. You know, so be blessed. We, we, we thank you for tuning in to When Two Worlds Collide podcast and uh we'll be coming coming with some more uh more episodes yep. all right we out all right we out y'all have a good one bye, bye.